1: So Wednesday and it's the football show. a show about football a show about football, sexism in sport, the international Break, Madiba Magic, Leicester City, Franz Beckenbauer, football Love Letters, Mavuso, the Gupta Family's attempts at Yellowbone State Capture and Basarashi Chikosi. our guest, our, ghost, our guest in the house tonight. How are you guys doing today? Hi Basa how are you? don't don't be nervous. Just, just calm down. Don't, don't, don't be nervous. Don't try, be nervous. Trying don't, to be, trying to be nervous. Okay. Are you trying to be nervous? Are you try to be calm. I try to be calm. Okay. Because <laughs> you need to be calm. It's, it's just, a, it's just a football show. No one really cares what we say here, except for those people who really love us who are out there. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. So today, it seems I'm alone again. Durek Jesus, Red Nandi, Mojo are all living their best lives, spending the money that they actually do earn, real money that I clearly don't have anymore because you know lifestyle. Anyway, we shall continue with the intros. Uh, let's start there. Rumor has it that she was once offered a job by the Gupta family but turned it down because she felt that by accepting it, she would be betraying her yellow privilege, yellow upbringing, and her yellow heritage. And that as soon as she was offered the job, she reported her disgust and contempt to the Department of yellow Affairs headed by the eternal yellow Minister Lindyo Esesulu. All we know is that she is the godmother of all things yellow. The last defense against yellow bone state capture, the public protector of the color yellow, (laughs) the guardian of the yellow bone constitution, the goddess Nandi Shabalala, who is not with us today because she's actually doing a real job. And the next guy, uh, Durak Jesus, I'm assuming. Yes, we are told that he was once offered a job by the Guptas as well, but had had to refuse it because their ambitions of state capture were not aligned to the revolutionary and liberation credentials of his most revered American twang. Which, as we all know, was one of the reasons why Mandela was released from prison. <laughs> I do not write this stuff. This is all crazy. All we know is that he is the in-house oracle of all things football, the man whose twang has the tensile strength of a thousand Zulu guys, the incorruptible Nigerian, the exemplary immigrant, a model of virtue, the God, do wreck Jesus, who's also not here today. But uh. yeah. Oh, this loud music. And then... We are told that he was once offered a job by the Guptas as well, but turned it down because he once bought a top-of-the-line Sahara computer to conduct his trades on the JSC, but had to abandon the machine when it developed a mind of its own and tried to capture his stocks and convert them into Gupta-held shares. All we know is that he's the godfather of black privilege, the man who always goes along on telecommunication... Sorry, who always goes long on telecommunication stocks because apparently you never lose with tech. The man with the biggest collection of pastel cardigans in the side of the equator, the god, Theo Mojo, who is also not here. What is this, Duncan? Why am I alone here? Sorry, sorry, I was just ranting to Duncan. Now I have to do my own intro. We are told that he was once offered a job by the Guptas and that he did not turn it down until the last minute when he realized that they did not have stripper welfare and medical aid as part of their corporate social responsibility objectives. And that once he learned of this travesty, he embarked on a national roadshow where he implored all blue-chip jse listed companies to create a fund for stripper welfare and medical aid. All we know is that he is the philanthropic Philistine, the God, the only man currently lobbying Parliament to legislate for, a decent, work, for decent working hours and fair pay for exotic dancers across the length and breadth of this wonderful country. The guard, ladies and gentlemen, can question. I have to clap for myself. Oh, oh, oh so great. Oh, thank you, Jack. Thank you so much, Duncan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, finally, Jouaw Matthews. We're told that he was once offered a job as well by the... Who have these guys not given a job? Anyway, we're told that he was offered a job by the Guptas to be at the helm of their national drive to recruit all the cool hipster kids from Bramfontein and breed them into an elite super woke hipster soldier would win wars by fighting ironically. Unfortunately for the Guptas, he had to turn it down... ...because he's the only hipster who showers and does not care... ...or share the Guptas' view of world domination by hipster. All we know is that he's the in-house cool kid... ...aka Fade Matthews... ...aka Antonio Bandana... ...aka the man who used to slide into people's DMs... ...but no longer does it. The god, Joao Matthews... ...who shall be joining us shortly as soon as he arrives... ...at Cliff Central headquarters. Now, I'm joined in the studio... By a very special man uh, His name is Basarache Chikosi He does have a blog uh, Basarache C At .vix Is it .vix? Yeah Basarache C .vix .com He speaks about uh, Arsenal Football Club And a whole host of other things That uh, really just great my My gonads Basarache Welcome to the show
0: Thanks Ilif it's, I'm, I'm glad to be here
1: <laughs> You're nervous as You're nervous as fuck That's what you are <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Let's start with the the EPL this season. I mean, uh, this weekend. Um, a lot of stuff happening there. But let's start with the, some EPL results. We're going to start off with Everton nil arsenal 2. Iwobi shines as the Gunners get back to winning ways. Is Alex Iwobi the real deal or is the title too far away for the Gunners? Let's hear rush's thoughts on Everton first and then we'll hear your thoughts on
0: Arsenal. Yeah, let me start with Everton. I think they, they performed badly. I mean, they... They've ground out good results over the season, but against Arsenal, I think they just succumbed. I don't, I don't know for what reason. But uh, I've always, I've always um seen Everton as a mid-table team. They don't actually have the <laughs> the credentials to actually, you know, compete challenge. for yeah to challenge or compete yeah. for any silverware. I mean, they're one of those teams that basically dare to spoil other people's party. Mm-hmm. I think enough, <laughs> enough of Everton. Coming to Arsenal, uh, what should I say? I think. After buying out of the, the the FA Cup as well as the Champions League, I think it was a good way to redeem themselves. Coming back, um, they needed to show their fans that, okay, listen, they still have what it takes to, you know, mount a rather late challenge for the title. But I think um uh, it's rather too late. When it, the way I look at it is it's 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 basically two teams left now for the title and yeah. If Arsenal are to do anything it's gonna be miraculous, to say the least. <laughs> it's gonna
1: be miraculous. Is that I know an Arsenal fan who would disagree with you, but he's on his way. jean Matthews will, will disagree with you, and he thinks with the games that Arsenal have. I think what what is it? Eight games left.
0: Yeah, eight games of the uh, for
1: everyone. And and this has been the most unpredictable Premiership season that that you know that of living memory. To be honest, uh, the first time I think since Blackburn in ninety four ninety five. Where you'd probably have none of the traditional top four, and by traditional, I don't mean Manchester City and Chelsea, <laughs> but I mean none of those teams are challenging for 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 the league this year. And everyone was thinking this is Arsenal's chance to to actually run away with something and give Wenger a, a present before he inevitably retires. We are told in 2017, but you know, true to Arsenal, they have found a way to mess this up. They're top of the table, January the 3rd. They are five points or three points on top of the log. And uh, riding high. How did we get to this place with Arsenal? Where is, is it a problem with how Wenger prepares the team? Is there a problem with... Because there has to be some kind of mental fragility if the same mistakes are repeated year in, year out. And it, also, it must also speak to how a manager prepares his team's for certain parts of the season that are really important if you want to challenge for anything? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, my thoughts are are very simple. I think the way I look at Arsene Wenger as a manager is he simply lacks the winning attributes, should I say, for lack of a better word. Mm. I mean, they do everything necessary, but when it gets to the business end of the season, they just seem to fall away. And it speaks much to... To, to the inability to prepare for the crucial games. Okay. I mean, they lost to Manchester United, but, I mean... Uh, with an 18-year-old who had to yeah, do his I mean, homework, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> losing to Swansea City when they were, what, 2-0 up, if not 1-0 up, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was 1-0 up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my analysis of that, it's, it's it's simply a manager that doesn't know how to cross the line. Okay. I mean, had it been somebody who's probably used to those positions, probably uh-huh. a Mourinho or probably a Carl Ancelotti, uh-huh. I think he prepare the team well enough to be able to... to, to cross over the line. But
1: is that a fair criticism of Arsene Wenger though? He's the guy who built a team that went unbeaten all whole season. You can't say he doesn't know how to win. We, we can't say that. Can we say
0: that? We, we definitely can. I mean, look back three seasons. Well, not three seasons. The season in which it happened. Yeah. How many teams were challenging for the title then? I think it was only... Chelsea was there.
1: Chelsea was challenging yeah, for the Yeah, I think season, Chelsea it was... And Chelsea Man United was, were challenging as well.
0: Yeah, I think Chelsea yeah. was in a... Uh, was only starting to to get yeah. up there. Was, I think Tottenham was. It was Claudio Ranieri's first season at yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, Claudio second Ranieri. season. Sorry, second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, it, I think basically the, the the title was between two teams. Then, mm-hmm. to be honest, I mean mm-hmm. Manchester City were out. Were not there. Tottenham mm-hmm. were not there. I mean we never we, we couldn't even talk of what's uh, what's what's it. Um, uh, Man City. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a two a two. Two teams vying for the title, basically. So I think in that case, had he won his game against Manchester United, it was basically, you know, beat the other teams and you win the trophy. And you win the trophy. Now, which is a different case now. You've Mm. got what? Four or five teams all competing for the top honors. Yeah. And in that case, it really separates the men from the boys. Uh And I think Venga has been caught short. Okay. So a
1: very interesting point coming from uh, Basarasha. He says, Arsen Wenger has basically failed to adapt to the conditions of a changing Premier League That has moved on without him Essentially um, I don't know, I think uh, a lot of people have something to say about that Unfortunately today our WeChat isn't working But you can tweet us At FootballShowCC Or alternatively you can follow us on Periscope Where we are doing nothing Or <laughs> you can call us on 861 Now let us move on to Oh yes, Alexi Wobi What do you think about that young man?
0: he's a bright talent uh, I was really pleased to, to 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 see his performance. he really didn 't look out of place yeah. he, he really slotted in well i think give him more time and i think next season probably if he gets more game time he'll slowly come into his own but yeah a good a good it gave a good impression of himself first Okay. Off.
1: yeah i mean he's uh he's a he 's nephew and he 's in english he's been playing for the english uh, junior teams up until now and uh, he's decided to go and um, Play for Nigeria He has played In two friendlies For Nigeria I think And then He has He's got food poisoning now So people are Having this conspiracy On Twitter About how It's most likely That (laughs) the English FA poisoned him Because he's got food poisoning (laughs) But anyway That's another story For another day Manchester City 0 Man United 1 Rashford continues Scoring goals Before he has to go home And finish his homework (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have Man City Already checked out Of the Pellegrini era that's the And that's the first question with regard to Man City. And then you have Man United, who continue to flatter to deceive. One week, they'll beat Arsenal. The next week, they'll go and get beaten by, I don't know, Bristol Rovers or something. <laughs> yeah. What is the problem at United right now? What, what do you think whoever is going to be coming in as the next manager? Because I don't think the situation is... You know, Van Gaal can can stay beyond the season anyway. Yeah. It's untenable for him. Though. What do you think they need to do? What has gone wrong, and what can be done to fix it before they even become the next Liverpool?
0: Uh, let, let me start with Man City okay. to answer your first question. Have they checked out of the league? Definitely, they have. I think <laughs> Pellegrini wants to, you know, end his era on a bang, and that is trying to he's trying to make an impact in the Champions League. Okay, and given that, I think. This is a lesson to any football club around the world. You do Mm -hmm. not appoint a manager when there's one still incumbent. I think it's it's clear to see that the moment it was announced that Gadiola was going to take over at the they haven't
1: yeah they haven't won. I think they've like moved like four points exactly since that announcement in February. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think it's a lesson to everyone. I think Pellegrini sees the end and he's not really worried. I think, like I said, I think his his main focus is. The Champions League right now, which they haven't done well ever since they took it took Given over. Given the now. resources that they have, I believe they should be finishing quarterfinals, semi finals, mm. which they haven't done for the past.
1: This uh, is their first time in the quarters now, yeah. In the quarters, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So I think, um, Pellegrini basically sees his, 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 his tenure at Man City basically ending with, you know, probably a good showing in the, in the Champions, Champions League. League. I mean, they're facing PSG. I give them a 50 50 chance. If they turn up on the day, who knows, they might get through. Coming to Man United, uh, I don't even know where to start. I think <laughs> I think there was just a catalogue of errors that were made at United. Firstly, I think Louis Van Gaal I think needs to loosen up in as far as his philosophy is concerned. I also think he he hasn't he hasn't uh, what do you call it gelled with, with the with the culture of the club. Yeah, I think uh, he mu- he made a, a lot of wholesale changes that weren't informed. I mean, some of the transfer window decisions that he that he did. I, t- I personally don't agree with.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy spent 250 million pounds, and this is a, a team still tr- struggling to, to get into the top four. Yeah. Where Leicester City have spent, I don't know, nine or five million or whatever they've spent <laughs> to get to be five points on top of the league with eight games to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When they
0: fired David Moyes, they thought Moyes was the worst manager to have ever, you know, managed the Manchester United defeat. I mean, the Man United that season finished seventh on the log end. Yeah. They didn't make it to, they didn't qualify for Champions League football. Yeah. I actually predict a season where it's going to happen under Louis Van Gaal. I don't see them, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them finishing in fourth position or anything above. And I don't see them, I mean, if that's going to happen, they're obviously not going to play Champions League football. Yeah. I actually think he basically broke the spine of the team, to yeah. be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. he let a lot of club stars leave guys yeah. that I thought still could have given, could have given United some, something like just Evra Chicharito, Van Persie Evra, I
1: mean Evra is playing in the Champions League with Juve still exactly. yeah, well he was exactly yeah.
0: Evra made the Champions League last last, mm. year, last with, year with Juventus with Juve again. Mm. Um, uh, Chicharito in the Bundesliga I mean mm. he's been banging in the goals mm. so I think there's a there's a whole catalogue of issues that happened there. Even the debauch of Di Maria. I mm. mean, one of the best wingers in in in, in world football. Yeah, and I mean, look today. at what he's doing at
1: PSG. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I think Van Gaal to start to start with, he didn't fit into the culture, and I think he came he came in without having done his homework. Well. About Tren- the players that are there. Yeah. Exactly. He just
1: came to change things.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And uh, again, his his philosophy. He's he's a very defensive coach. He prefers the three five two formation, where you know. Basically, the, the whole essence of his of, of his philosophy revolves around both possession and retention, which I think doesn't work in the English Premiership. Mm-hmm. I think had he done his homework, in you know, as far as how United were successful under Sir Alex Ferguson and tried to implement some of those things, I think they'll find themselves in a different position than they are today.
1: Okay. Um, just another note on Man City. So Pep Guardiola is coming in um, and you have players who essentially don't see eye to eye with him. And we're talking about Yaya Torre. Um, and there's also doubt over the futures of people like Wilfred Boney. Samir Nazri hasn't had a good season at all this season. Mm-hmm. What What is Pep going to do when he gets into that Man City squad, when he gets into that Man City dressing room and he sees all these players? What is the way forward for Pep? How do you make this team that has every resource at its disposal, but is failing to perform? I mean, City should have run away with this league. Yeah, essentially. It's simple and straightforward. They should have mm. run away with it, but I mean, now they're languishing in fourth mm. with West Ham and Man United a point behind them. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, I think for Pep, like any big coach around the world, I think the first thing he's going to do is he's going to identify his personnel. People that are going to, you know, sing from the same hymn book as him. Yeah. People that are going to fit into his philosophy. Yeah. And I don't know about the Colo tourist situation. Apparently, Colo wants to stay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, wants to stay. But. It all depends whether they he suits into the Guardiola philosophy. I mean, when he was at Barcelona, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, he felt (laughs) he played him as a defender, as a defender, (laughs) as a centre back. I remember the one one Champions League. I think it was a Champions League quarter final when Chelsea was 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 playing Barcelona. He Mm. literally played as a as a centre back, like you are saying. Mm. So I think what he needs to do, like any other coach, he needs to get in there, identify his personnel, make (laughs) make a few additions Mm. with people, obviously that he feels would. Who help him cross the line and I think obviously they, I've always felt there are players at Man City that actually don't deserve to be there your, your likes of Wilfred Boni your yeah. likes of Sami Nazri your likes of Gil Clichy. I think for a club of the stature of Manchester City with, with the other personnel that they have I don't think those guys Sami Nazri Sammy come on that is
1: a quality footballer and, no. and, and don't take this from my Arsenal background but I mean that guy can walk into any starting eleven if fit and on form he can walk into Barcelona starting eleven.
0: I, I, I big He's to, a quality player I, I beg to disagree. Because <laughs> what, what what exactly did he do at Arsenal? What exactly? Come on, you, oh, come what,
1: on! Oh, oh, Just yeah. because you're in a shit team and you're not winning doesn't mean it's, it's not an indictment on your quality as a player.
0: Uh, I'll give you an example. We've always known how Arsenal have performed over the years But you get standout players like Robin Van Persie But Samir like Nasri was a standout S- player in that S- season S- when, when,
1: when Van Persie and Remember it was the, tri- the triumvirate of Samir Nasri Cesc Fabregas and Van Persie They were the star players that season
0: I don't think so I think the star players of that season were uh, Fabregas and Van Persie I think their combination <laughs> is what I give credit to For everything that happened at Arsenal <laughs> that season
1: Oh and the guard is in the building Zwaro Matthews Would you like to give this man a round of applause Ladies and gentlemen Oh Oh, John Matthews in the building ladies and gentlemen John Matthews in the building eh? With the fade immaculate What is this?
2: I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm
1: back, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just hold on John Let me let me get you mic'd up Let me get you mic'd up Oh man So okay So let's keep talking about not Southampton 3 Liverpool 2 <laughs> That was funny and
2: you, and you discussed Arsenal already
1: Um. Yeah oh,
2: And the fact that they're going to win the
1: league Yeah
2: you see, this is the, the awesome player I was telling you about. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 think we're gonna win the league now. Mm. I, 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 don't know why, but I just have a strong feeling. <laughs> you think yeah, we're gonna win the league? Yeah, I, 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 thought I, I was, I was watching the games over the weekend, and something just told me that we we're gonna win the league. Okay. Yeah. Why, but, what? but, but Wenger still needs to go though. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- welcome, John Matthews. You missed your most fire intro of all time. All my intros are fired Yeah, no, yeah.
2: They, they were they were. How,
1: how was Vindook? How was Namibia?
2: It was good, man Yeah, what the family
1: Straight from the flight Straight from the airport Into the football show uh, The guards are Matthews Now, let's move on to Southampton 3, Liverpool 2 2-0 up and cruising Away from home at halftime
2: I don't
1: And uh, Southampton get a penalty They miss it uh, Said Sadomeney misses a penalty uh, And then they paper LFC's goals With uh, shots until they finally scored In the 68th and 83rd and 85th minute Or something like that how did Liverpool throw this one away? That's one question. And is this symptomatic or emblematic of the kind of season that these guys have been having? I mean, what the
2: fuck? What I don't is, know. I don't <laughs> know what's... Klopp, Klopp is an enigma to me, man. Jeez. Sometimes he's Arsene Wenger. Other times he's Harry Racknap. Sometimes he's peak Arsene Wenger. He's yeah, like invincible like Arsene Wenger. And then other times he's like <laughs> Harry Racknap or something. Or I don't know. Like, Liverpool... They still have the same problems they had with, um, with Brandon Brendan Rodgers, Rogers yeah. because this guy, because he still hasn't gotten the chance to build his own team. Like he's tr- okay. he's trying, he's trying new tactics, but I don't think the players are good enough. Okay, for, we've for got, what he's we've got
1: Jerry on the line. Jerry, what's up?
2: Hello, everybody.
1: Hey, Jerry, what's up, man? Uh,
2: I just want to say this. Uh, the guy who was talking just now is talking the most bullshit. <laughs> Samuel Nardy should have won a Bell and Bellendori. Yes! Yes, And it's obvious that this guy does not like Man City at all. <laughs> because uh, Man City took the place of Arsenal in the league. <laughs> Arsenal is no more. Arsenal then I had the perfect chance to win because Mourinho was gone. Uh... Alex is gone. This was Mourinho's time to sh- Mourinho's Mourinho's time, time yeah. to shine but he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what you have to say That's that's a wild call from Jerry.
2: Yeah, that he was passionate. Fuck that guy. I I just got the last part. Like when I put my headphones on I heard fuck that guy. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much for that call. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Right, uh, shall okay. we carry on?
1: <laughs> okay, Basta go for it, man.
0: Well, I, I understand his frustration, like like any Arsenal fan.
1: No, but he's not an Arsenal fan. He's a Man City fan. He's saying Samir Nasri, even when he was at Arsenal, could have been a, like a Ballon d'Or finalist. That guy's quality.
0: No, but Ballon d'Or is reaching. Though.
1: He's reaching, but I yeah. mean, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, yeah. He yeah. had the, the he
2: opportunity. Could have been, to he could have been a world class attacking midfielder. World class, yeah, yeah. But
1: for his laziness and listening to girlfriends who play tennis.
2: But I mean, if you're getting (laughs) like 200k a
1: week, you can do whatever. Yeah, you you can talk shit about. You're allowed to be lazy. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: All
1: right, so let's carry on about Liverpool. Three, two. You're talking about Klopp.
2: I I don't know, man. What
1: does he do to make the squad better? What does?
2: I think. What must happen? We'll know when he signs his. Is it
1: a personal problem? Yeah. Okay.
2: Because. The, the the tactics work attacking wise the tactics are working but yeah I mean I don't know what I mean
1: this with. is you are two 0 up yeah. in the sixty eighth minute and you failed that's twenty two minutes left in a game and you failed to defend that lead and you gone to lose it three two not 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 that no no not and, taking anything away from Southampton but yeah. they're not a miraculous side they're not like marvelous right now under Ronald Koeman yeah. anyway.
2: And Klopp sides have always conceded like a lot of goals because he plays like transition football, yeah. and that's a very, very, very risky game, yeah. especially in the Premier League. Yeah, Basta?
0: I agree with the sentiment. Basically, when I look at Liverpool, it's a personal problem. I think the the club over the years have made the wrong decisions. Uh-huh. I mean, I think for any club that wants to compete, obviously with the exception of Arsenal, if you want to compete in present day football, club football, you need yeah. the right players, you need the right manager, yeah. and I think. The appointment of Jurgen Klopp was was a move in the right direction, mm. but I think he hasn't had the time to buy his own players. He hasn't had the time to build his own team. He's yeah. basically he has taken over from Brendan yeah, Rodgers, and I feel some team. of the personnel at Liverpool are not worthy of uh, to of be a Liverpool manager, players. yeah, yeah. or oh, to be Liverpool players, <laughs> to be Liverpool. Oh wow, and, and also I mean, also to be coached by him, probably. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think. The next season will be Liverpool season.
1: Oh, if, if shots like, fired! <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? I,
0: I also, mean, also think so. I agree with that. <laughs> okay. The reason I say so is, I mean, he's coaching the very team that Brendan Rodgers was coaching. And yeah. Brendan was failing to get results out of those boys. The moment he landed at Anfield, it's like, I don't know what happened. These yeah. guys all of a sudden are playing for the manager. All of a sudden, there's, there's a hype at Anfield. Yeah. And I think given... A situation or a scenario where he gets to buy his own personnel yeah, and yeah. builds his own team is, I think, that'll be the rise of Liverpool. And, o- and
2: also, another thing, Klopp is very good with young players. Yeah. So you can already see him integrating a lot of the youth. And once he. The youths. <laughs> the youth The youths. <laughs> once he signs his own players yeah. and, and, he, and, and, and also gets some players from the academy, I think he can implement his tactics because he likes, he, he likes using. I, I, I read an interview. Where he said likes using risky tactics with young players because they're more willing to do that because yeah. they have no fear. Yeah. So the, I think I think once he once he gets the right, once he can have a proper preseason, uh-huh. that's also very important. Once he can have a proper pre- preseason, I think we can judge him.
1: Okay, I'll uh, move on to Spurs three nil. Against Portsmouth, Bournemouth, and they continue their winning fine form with goals from Harry Kane and whoever Hurricane else
2: Harry Kane just keeps doing it, man. Yeah, people, he, 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 he has proven me wrong. He has also like, proven me wrong. Yeah.
1: He's not attractive. <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't have swag. Swag, but, but he scores goals, like, goals,
2: man. And also, like he doesn't do anything spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah. He does all the basics really, really good. <laughs> like, he doesn't ha- like. There's nothing. There's no flaw in his game because yeah. he doesn't have. Too little pace, but he's mm. not very quick. Mm. And his touch is good. Mm. He, he, he does everything really well. Yeah. I, and I, I, mean, I was talking to a friend of mine um, yesterday, and he said Hurricane might beat Chiera's record because it's it's the first time a player has scored twenty goals or something in his first mm. two seasons. Really? Yeah. And
0: he's okay. really young.
1: Alright, uh, Basta. Really your thoughts on Kane? and Spurs? How they're going about their season? Quietly. <laughs> I mean, quietly. They, yeah.
0: Quietly. Yeah. I think they. They, they're a team on a mission. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, am I starting to be corrected, but I think they deliberately lost to Bruce Dortmund in the, in the Europa League. yeah. Also so. to, to, concentrate <laughs> to concentrate on, on the league, league, yeah. And I feel they can really give it a, 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 a good punch. Like, yeah. I mean, I was looking at their fixtures. I don't know. It looks a bit li- difficult. Yeah, they, they're kind of difficult, but at the very same time, if you look at Leicester City's, um, they have West well. they're more or less the same yeah. but I actually think when I look at Tottenham's um, fixtures they're actually better than Leicester City yeah. so I, I, I give them a good chance I mean Leicester City just have to slip up once once and it's and, yeah, and and yeah. game on yeah, yeah, and, and I, game I, on. I think
2: Leicester will drop at least
1: but we've been sitting here the whole you, season and I'm we've been waiting you. for this bubble but to burst because
2: it's coming they're going to drop at least game. they're going to drop points in three games I'm telling you. I, I, I don't know
1: man. I I, I just don't see let's the way they're playing and right now their featureless they're featureless because they're the team and they're also getting the them. thing with
2: Leicester is okay they're getting closer and closer yeah. the pressure's going to build and they they barely getting results now. Mm. And also they're playing teams that are also fighting relegation. Mm. That it it's going to be a bit more difficult for them i'm telling you they're going to drop points
0: i totally agree with with what you're saying yeah. in the sense that it's it's come to the business end of the season it's it's no longer your ordinary yeah. you know monday game that you play your Saturday game they have yeah. a mission they see they're close to the end and yeah. it takes a different kind of mentality it takes a different kind of spirit for you to get over the line and I don't think any of those Leicester City players have had the experience yeah. before these guys done.
1: had the experience of fighting a relegation battle 12 what? months ago it's yeah. the same pressure it's, no, it's, different. it's, the, it's just negative pressure no, when you're no. fighting relegation
2: like, like t- 20 years from now nobody remembers anyone who fought relegation it's negative <laughs> they pressure remember the, pre- <laughs> they remember the Premier League <laughs> champion it's negative pressure it's a, if you're fighting Type of pressure, dude. Like, if they had was was Cambiaso at Leicester. Yeah, he yeah. was like last year. If they year. still had like a Cambiaso, because he's one. Who's one thing? Everything. Yeah, uh, yeah they, like two or three of those guys, you could be like, yeah, they could. Yeah. But if they don't draw points, I would be like, yo, they deserve. Yeah, they deserve this. But the the fixture list looks a bit difficult.
1: Yeah. So they they won one nil against uh, Crystal Palace anyway. With yeah. The beautiful goal again from Riyad Mahrez. Um, yeah. play of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be, man. It has to be player of the yeah. season, yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> And be- then uh, we go to Bas' team. Chelsea 2, West Ham 2. Ham has earned a valuable point away. And uh, so what? Because, okay, so it's it's a public secret now that Antonio Conte is coming into yeah. Chelsea and he's going to be the guy who's going to be, you know, taking off. What's Conte going to do that? You know, Jose Hitting hasn't done badly at all. I mean, he's.
2: I think Conte. I think he's going to stabilize the defense. Yeah. He's going to also. Um, I think the the reason they want him is they want a, another Champions League run. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna, and also uh, um, I think I think they also just want to go in a different direction because Guus Hiddink is, is at the tail end of his career. Yeah, yeah. Conte is coming in with new ideas, and he's also
1: he's always a band aid. You yes. know, you can't you know, exactly. Yeah.
2: So Conte is coming in with new ideas. He's gonna bring.
1: Is Conte players. a continuity manager? Is he? Is he knocking on the door Of some team To try and become A legacy manager Because I mean We have one legacy manager Left in world football I, and I, I, I think that era is over
2: The, the yeah.
1: era of legacy managers it's Is done. over
2: It's yeah. done because There's too much money In football now Yeah results Yeah results People don't have patience Yeah, when, yeah All it's, right. it's done now Alright
0: Yeah To answer your question What Conte is going to do I think If you look at the Chelsea squad Basically they're on the I mean the defence And the midfield The guys you know, twenty eight, geriatrics. Yeah, <laughs> <I, I, laughs> geriatrics. Yeah, in world yeah. In geriatrics in world footballers. Your John Terry's, your yeah. Gary Kayo, your Ivanovic. Yeah. I mean, the guys that are over the hill. And now. then you've
2: got Ces Fabregas who runs like a
0: forty-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So I think. I think Chelsea is in need of a new cycle. They need to, the guy needs to come in. They buy youths, rebuild a team, mm-hmm. have a an, uh, another four year cycle of the youths, cycle. by the youths, yeah. and also he's very tactically astute
2: man. Like Conte, yeah, yeah. I think I want to see them in the Champions League with him, mm, but because, that's like two seasons from now. Yeah, but because you know, with English teams, we've gone backwards. In yeah, the Champions in the last League. six yeah. years, yeah. I think that's why they're signing those type of managers, continental now. managers yeah. to bring
1: about a new je ne sais quoi into yeah. the game. Okay, mm, because. Um, we shall move along swiftly to La Liga, where Real Madrid pummeled Sevilla four 0 The BBC are reunited and are firing on all cylinders. How important are both Karim Benzema and Gareth Bale to the balance of the Real Madrid team?
2: Benzema is the most important player okay. for Real Madrid because, he, although he plays as a nine, yeah, he's actually a ten play, and a half. He's a, yeah, he's a <laughs> playmaker. Yeah, it's basically like if if Ozil could finish <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because he's the one that uh, plays through balls for Ronaldo yeah. and, and Bale. He mm. drops deep sometimes mm. to help with the build up mm. so they run beyond him. Mm. He also and he also can run beyond the defense. But and he's mostly, quick, yeah, he's yeah, but and 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 he's got great technique, yeah. he can pass the ball. Mm. He's the most important player. If he's if he's not in the lineup, there's a problem up front Because now Ronaldo Has to move too much Too much to Yeah right. Because Benzema Takes so much pressure Off the two of them okay. Bale is also important Because Bale on the other side Gives Ronaldo A bit more space Okay Yeah but Benzema Is very important man. He's underrated yeah. No definitely uh, Basta
0: I totally agree I think Benzema's greatest asset is his build-up play, yes. which you don't get from from Gareth Bale. Yeah. With, with Gareth, you know you're gonna get width, you're gonna get speed. Yeah. But in as far as build-up play, like he was trying to explain, yeah. I think he's a man that's able to provide the service that's yeah. required for Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. Who and else?
2: Like, who else do you think at nine can do do it as well? Maybe Zlatan. Uh, as it's well as is a good Benzema, job.
1: but but Zlatan doesn't have the pace of Benzema. Yeah. But, yeah, but the build technique, up, build up, all yeah. that. Yeah, they are pretty much on yeah. par. I think. Yeah. They're, they're but I
2: can't think of another nine that has that playmaking ability that look if you
1: play if you play Antoine Griezmann as a nine he probably do the same thing yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. if you play Antoine Griezmann he's he's got that yeah yeah
1: Yeah. um all right so that's Real Madrid 4-0 to uh, Sevilla BBC back and then we only mentioned Valencia here so we can laugh at (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not like it's on telly mate it's not on telly mate it's not on telly so um Celta Vigo beat them 2-0 at home. Valencia CF. And Valencia, Peter Lim, his Gupta. Peter Lim is essentially a Gupta. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Peter Lim is. Peter Lim is a Gupta. He just gave his friends his football club. He says, run it for a little bit and we'll see what happens. So,
2: despite... And, and, and now it looks like South Africa's economy.
1: Yeah, now it looks like South Africa's economy. <laughs> Valencia is now South Africa's economy. So, despite even losing... um. Peter Lim came out and said that uh, they're going to keep Gary Neville until the end of the season, and then he's off in the summer.
2: Yeah. But Valencia are such a big club. And, and I had such high hopes for them this season. Yeah. I even told you guys. Yes, yeah, dark horses for the Champions League. Valencia. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I know. They've no. got great young players. Great great. Great stadium. Great support. Great financial backer. Great financial. <laughs> great blesser. Great blesser. <laughs> <laughs> you got a blesser. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. but But... I don't know how they went from there to Gary Neville. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know, man.
1: Oh yeah, a note from me on on Iwobi. Do you want to say something on Iwobi?
2: I, I told you. I told you <laughs> <laughs> the Nigerian flourisher. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. No, but I'm, I'm 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 proud of him because he was under the radar. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because um, all the other youngsters got all the shine. Yeah, and he's basically the player we needed for like five years. Yeah. that wide playmaker who can score and, and run beyond well. defense because the end. last one we had was maybe Kleb. yeah, Nasri yeah. And Kleb. Nasri and Kleb were like. nasa was supposed to be that guy but, but he wasn't yeah i yeah, he loved him hamburgers too much he loved hamburgers <laughs> too
1: much then <laughs> we move on surprisingly barcelona drew with uh villa real actually it was 2-2 at uh, what's the submarine stadium what's that place called yeah. wherever they play
2: i think it didn't didn't villa get dropped like barcelona yeah they got did a get rough, yeah. they got a penalty that wasn't a penalty
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Barça and Villarreal.
2: Barça basically have it wrapped, man. They just—they're coasting now. And oh, but Vill- Villarreal, there's their defensive midfielder, Bruno. Very he's underrated. A beast. He's player. beasting. He's—he's he's amazing. I don't know why he hasn't moved to a bigger club yet. He's like 30 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> he should be playing. Is, for like, isn't
1: he the guy with the long hair or something?
2: No, no, he's got like—he's got like a. Fade or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fade. yeah. Okay yeah. But what do you think about you know. uh, That's how so you know he's good
1: Atleti also lost to uh, To Sporting yeah, uh 2-1 right. And then uh, So that, that means the gap Between Atletico and Real Madrid Is now one point And it's still 56 or 67 points for 76 I can't I don't know But yeah, Barca Barcelona have, yeah, Basta yeah. Basta still have like a, a huge cushion it's, yeah, yeah, nine yeah 9 points clear 9 points clear are basically
2: uh, just Chilling now they, yeah. They're basically resting their team For the Champions, for the Champions League Yeah League.
1: Alright, uh, let's move on to the, le- what is, what is this, the, the news. Um our second segment for this week, uh, we're gonna discuss some news, some mm-hmm. sexism in sport, uh, we're gonna discuss some bribes <laughs> in football, uh, we're also gonna discuss, uh, what, what, what I don't know, cancer or, or something, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. World peace. Yeah. World, world peace. Yeah. Meta world peace. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna discuss, uh, yeah, but anyway, we wanna talk about Okay, let's start off with the news. So the reports in the Ebola of media, who we call uh, the British media, we call them the Ebola of media. Uh, The reports claiming that uh, Mesut Ozil wanted to leave Arsenal. And Mesut Ozil has come out and stated unequivocally that he is not leaving Arsenal despite Arsene Wenger still being in charge. (laughs) But uh, my question to you guys, is this a case of mischief headline making on the part of the press? Or is there more to this story?
2: Nah, I think it's just... Is there more to the story or is it just mischief-making? I think it's just the press.
1: No, but I mean, there have been rumors of a contract being on the table for Mesut Ozil since December when his assists racking was, you know, he was giving people assists for free. And apparently his team had said, unequivocally to Arsene Wenger and Arsenal, that they want to wait to see how the season goes before they commit again. I think... think, Are Arsenal in danger of losing Mesut Ozil?
2: I don't think so. I think he'll stay one more season. Okay. Yeah, because... Duncan says he's going to Manson. Nah, Guardiola won't buy Ozil. Why
1: yeah. won't Guardiola buy Ozil?
2: Because he he doesn't play with a 10 anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah. he doesn't. Though. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Basa, what do you think about uh, Mesut Ozil?
0: My personal opinion is that um, a player of, of his caliber and stature, it, it, I think he's just tired of not winning anything. Yeah. And I think a player of his caliber will look for teams where he's he's got the capability to win silver.
2: PSG and Bayern maybe. Yeah, I think those are the only two. The, the rest two will be the here. downgrade. Will be yeah. a downgrade.
1: He has yeah. to go to either PSG or Bayern. But I mean, he came to Arsenal <laughs> from Real Madrid, so it was a downgrade mm. enough for him to to do that. And, and also year. for
2: him to leave, it'll be like have to be like big money, so he won't leave for like a small unless he goes to like a Wolfsburg in Germany that can afford and to give him massive wages. Massive wages, because yeah. he'll be the only player <laughs> on massive wages. <laughs> exactly, but I don't think I think he'll stay one more season.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we've got a unanimous thing on. Okay, last week, uh, FIFA's ethics committee took an about turn and accused the South African FA of having indeed made a US dollar 10 million payment to members of FIFA's executive committee, like Jack Warner, mm-hmm. to secure the
2: rights to host the 2010 World Cup. Oh, by the way, have you, did you, <laughs> did you listen to Mamadou Duguay's? No, story? I didn't. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. I did. You did? You were
1: <laughs> what, what did he say?
2: I, I just want to say I'm changing my, my bio to chairperson of the Mamadou Gay fan club <laughs> 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 he's amazing what
1: did Mamadou Gay say
2: he, he defended South Africa yeah in Africa
0: in yeah.
1: Africa
2: yeah. and he was right
1: what did he say what did Mamadou Gay say
0: basically how I understood him is that FIFA have, have always had a culture of, of bribery mm-hmm. you know dating back to you know God knows yeah. how, how long back mm-hmm. so it's it's very unfair for them to come out and say the specific World Cup that Africa hosted mm-hmm. was you know was as a result of yeah. some bribery. So basically, he was trying to say, let's go back into the books and, and see. look at everything. Yeah. And look at Don't everything. come out in single Africa as 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 the only culprit. Mamadou guy really
2: And he also like he was <laughs> he was stating he kept stating that yeah. this was paid to FIFA exactly, and f- and then FIFA, FIFA paid took them, it to they yeah, then, one of themselves, and then took and then they gave it to CONCACAF, mm. and then Mamadou was like, look, if I give you a piece of meat, mm. and you go and sell that meat or whatever, and instead of eating it. That's <laughs> That's not my problem Yeah Because I gave it to you Yeah So he said that South Africa gave FIFA knew about this Mm -hmm. It's not like they gave it Behind FIFA's backs So he was like No the problem is With Mm -hmm. you guys Yeah Yeah like if those guys Didn't use it for what It was supposed to be used Mm -hmm. They can't control it FIFA was supposed to follow up Yeah And and Mamadou was Oh man He's amazing He's basically like (laughs) A better version of (laughs) semi (laughs)
1: <laughs> did you see four last week? Do a, do, a, do, a, tactic a foul. Do a tactical foul. Do a tactical foul. Tactic foul. <laughs> tactic foul. I was like, this guy is crazy. Anyway, anyway, um, so FIFA basically said that they did not believe in Madiba magic. Yeah. That's what FIFA have said. Nelson Mandela won us that <laughs> World Cup, and FIFA have just put that back in our faces. Um, Madiba magic brought Michael Jackson to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Madiba magic is responsible for Walk Twitter. Madiba Magic is also basically... For the Khao Train. For the Khao Train. Yeah. The Khao Train (laughs) is here because of Madiba Magic. And FIFA basically (laughs) said, fuck you to Madiba Magic. So we're going to say, fuck you to FIFA. But continuing with the theme of bribes being paid to FIFA executives and whatnot. Uh, FIFA have also come out this week and accused Germany legend uh, Franz Beckenbauer of being the leader of a cabal of, mm. of executives who I'm paid over bribes to, to FIFA as well for the 20, 2006 World Cup. Wasn't,
2: no, it's not him, but he's one of his boys, yeah. who was also a... Head uh, of uh, the ba- German ba- FA, yeah. yeah. Was implicated yeah, in like impl- some fraud or something. Tax, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Come on, man.
1: So, I mean, why, why are we making a big deal of Africa doing it if... Germany has been implicated as well, as well in the 2006 World Cup. It's
2: because Africa is the, the easiest target. Germany it's, it's beat it's Madiba Magic
1: by one vote. It was 12 to 11 in 2006, guys. Mm-hmm. Germany, be- Madiba was there waiting to lift <laughs> that trophy. And Germany took it and with the, bribes to FIFA officials.
2: They let him down.
1: They let Made- Germany and FIFA let Madiba down. <laughs> Do you hear that, Germany? You let Mandela down. And the people of South Africa. Okay, uh, let's move <laughs> forward quickly. Uh, I want to talk about sexism as well in sport, uh, particularly with regard to the comments that were made by Novak Djokovic and Richard Moore at the um, recently ended Indian Wells tournament that just happened this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's also called the Paris Open or whatever, but no one cares. But no one ever knows it as the Indian Wells tournament. Yeah. Uh, basically, this guy Richard Moore, who happens to be, uh, I think, a former world number one of South African extraction in the 1800s or something, mm-hmm. that's
0: right,
1: came out and said that. Uh, the women's game and women players in general should be grateful to be playing in an era where there's Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Andy Murray. Is it Andy Murray? Mm-hmm. Andy Murray and, uh, and Roger Federer. And he says the women's game is hanging on the coattails of the men's game. And then
2: Federer... What? I've, yeah. I've, I've, I have... <laughs> what? I've been watching tennis years yeah. and the past few years women's tennis is much better way, yeah. more way inter- better than men's tennis. Yeah. tennis
1: so my question is Is this symptomatic again of certain sexist attitudes that we as men and as a society in whole have against women athletes Yeah. I mean how can you say that in 2016 when you have possibly one of the best tennis champions of all time
2: the best in Serena, not one of the best of all time of all time
1: of all time, of all time. In serena williams how can and how can you get away with that in two thousand and sixteen? What is the problem? what needs to be done
2: It's sexism coupled with racism
0: yeah okay. I basically agree with what you say that it's, it's 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 a symptom of 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 the stereotypes that we see in 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 society yeah. in general. you see it in the workplace you see it anyway, and yeah. I think sport hasn't been left behind and it's 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 very deplorable for. For a man of that stature, heading yeah. an organization of, of that magnitude, to come out and say that I think he would have, he was, he's in a better position to know more. Exactly. So, to answer your question, yes, I think it's, it's, sport hasn't been left behind with the stereotypes that exist in our society. It's part and parcel yeah. of the problem. And I think yeah. it's, it's, it's the prerogative of sporting bodies not to be left behind mm-hmm. and actually change the culture. And It's
2: actually scary that someone, um, like he said, and you' saying it like stature said has has this point of view because mm. he can influence decisions mm, and exactly. stuff like that. Mm. so if you have someone say um someone who 's the head of the tennis association mm. or whatever who mm. decides um, what what happens, which tournaments mm. get win. like if, if if someone if if a person of that stature has that point of view, that would affect how they decide women get paid, and stuff like that yeah. that's that 's very frightening,
1: yeah. Um, Well, speaking of things that can be done to help women's position in the game and in sport in general, um, we're always talking about the Rooney Rule here because I think it's a wonderful tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not in the way that they've they've implemented it, but the fact that it exists is very important. And now the NFL have taken it further, and they're trying to get the Rooney Rule to apply to women candidates when it comes to coaching in the NFL. So can we envisage a situation where maybe five, even two years from now... We will have two, no, no, I'm just (laughs) putting it out there where you can have a woman as the coach of Kaiser Chiefs. Uh,
2: Two year, I think maybe 200 years from now (laughs) (laughs) because I just don't see like a bunch of like six foot dudes uh, uh, listening to a tight. I just see their point of because it makes a jock mentality. It's it's, going to take a lot of. Um, and learning first And yeah. we, that has to be so, Like societal Like he said mm. Once once society Has a different Point of view mm. I think that will Seep into sports And whatever Because yeah. it doesn't Because sports is, is, is It shouldn't be Insulated yeah.
0: That's
1: right Yo, But I mean I'm gonna direct This question to you though, Because tennis has done Really well in that regard Because yeah. Prize money in tennis is the same for men and women, yeah. And uh, for most of the grand slams, anyway. So it's it's a bit of a, a step backwards for them for the, for them to have this kind of discussion, yeah. Especially in light of the strides that that's, they've made. That's
2: why we're saying a gal of this stature, man. Yeah, he like, can change things exactly,
1: exactly. exactly. And uh, what about in the South African context? So, Banyana inherently do better than Bafana, yeah. On every stage, yes. Everywhere they go, they'll go to the Olympics. <laughs> they'll kick ass. But again, we have the same thing where they are wafana are lauded more as an example or as the yeah. symbol of the national sport if we if we can call it that but what must banyana banyana do to to get you know i
2: think first give us some
1: some recognition
2: because they're, t- they're kind of being erased by the media yeah so firstly the media if they if they um if they broadcasted their games at at peak times yeah stuff like that yeah uh, that that would help mm-hmm. if they if the newspapers reported it more if it's more on the front page more mm-hmm. if pe- it's just because people aren't aware yeah. m- mostly that's also another thing like if you ask someone do you know when Banyana's banana's next game is they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't know because it's not reported yeah
1: but I mean we we discussed this and we're talking it's not about the fact that those games are less entertaining yeah they, they are, are very entertaining. very entertaining
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they're good. Those, very, very good.
1: I mean, we, we saw the Women's World Cup yeah. last year and we were like, you know. Basta, so any, any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think there needs to be a, a paradigm shift in, 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 in how the media approaches, you know, their reporting and how they do their work. You can I think tell like, we're sitting with a real blogger here. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a <laughs> paradigm shift. <laughs> yeah. 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 Buzzwords everything that we see and hear is based on the media and yeah. if there's a shift in, in in the way the media do their job i think and give exposure to more of of the women events yeah. like like he was putting yeah. across i think that you know it, it to come across i mean just recently we had the the english cricket team here in south africa yeah. little people knew that the english women's team were here and I was watching the cricket on SABC. Yeah. But you wouldn't you would only see the men's game and not the women's game. But they'll play immediately before the men's. And I ask myself how are you ever gonna grow the the, the women's exactly. game? Perfect mm. example. Like yeah. or
2: say like for on a Saturday, instead of showing just um a Bafana Bafana game or a Premier League game even yeah. at three o'clock, show if Banyana playing at the same time as a Premier League team. Show it and don't show it like on Super Sport fifteen Show it like on Super Sport three, <laughs> so people can watch it. Yeah. Because if if you're gonna put it on a channel that people rarely watch, they're not gonna they're not gonna know about it. I think I think that's the first step because most people don't even know that, um, like you said, the English cricket team was here. How are you gonna know about it? Okay,
1: so the blame lies squarely with the media.
2: The media and not, ourselves not as well, man so it, like we need to change our mindset because so like if you ask a dude um if he thinks uh men's tennis if you'd rather watch like Djokovic and mm. nadal or serena and i'd watch serena any day exactly <laughs> i'd rather watch but, serena any day yeah. <laughs> but uh like this dude probably has the mindset of he still thinks it's the fader era where that time it was better yeah but right now no nah. um, yeah yeah it's
1: Alright, we move on to our favorite segment The Laundromat Where we discuss (laughs) pop culture A bit of sports news from around the globe And we just give it a bit of our twist And how we think it should play out And who's a wolf and who's not Jonas Gutierrez has accused Newcastle As a whole squad, crew and a team (laughs) And their then manager Alan Pardiola-Pardi Of sidelining him because he had cancer I think he had testicular cancer Like two, three years ago And um, And he beat it And he beat it, yeah He pulled a Lance Armstrong and he came back
2: <laughs> with one ball. With
1: one ball, he came back and he even <laughs> scored in a game with one, te- with one, one pair of testes. Oh, you only have one pair of testes with one sack of testes. That's, you yeah.
2: need to verify that. But just now the guy has like two.
1: Maybe he doesn't <laughs> have any. Hey. Yes, but anyway, so hey, he's he's basically accused. He's taken the matter to like some tribunal, yeah. labor tribunal, and basically taking Newcastle to court for sidelining him. And you know they kicked out a cancer patient. They kicked out. Newcastle, you are in the laundromat. How did you Yo, kick up someone with cancer?
2: Newcastle. Oh my God. Are basically Jose Mourinho <laughs> because Jose Mourinho poked a cancer patient in the, <laughs> in the
1: eye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Newcastle are basically.
1: Newcastle, you are Jose Mourinho, and but you are it, not a
2: wolf. I'm on his side, man. That, that was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. And also, after he came back, he didn't he play like he a played few
1: like a few games, and he was really doing well. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. He like he well.
2: he was just gone for like. Three seasons and they were like, yeah. "Look, man."
1: And I think he was yeah. ostensibly gone for a season, and then he came back and he, he still managed to perform. Man, man, cool All world. right, and then um, Brazil legend and the most skillful footballer of our generation, Ronaldinho, turned 36 yesterday. Shout out to the big wolf, the god, the god. Uh, Leicester City are already flexing their Champions League credentials and will be playing against Barcelona and PSG in some prestigious pre-season friendlies before the start of the 2016-2017 season. How do you back yourself like that already? Now we must play Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you guys think? I mean, Wolves or not? Nah? I think it's a Wolf move. It's a Wolf move. Yeah.
2: If you, you can't, you, I mean, if if you think you're going to win the league, yeah. you can't be arranging pre season games <laughs> against like Notts County. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a league champion playing. You want to play Barca and, and Real Madrid, team yeah. of that caliber, man. All right, and uh, also, but, uh, Leicester's uh, Leicester City's owner didn't he make like a huge profit? I after? think he did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that guy. He's a wolf.
1: Uh, a Brazilian judge has found Neymar guilty of tax fraud in his home country of Brazil. Obviously, uh, we just hope that Neymar does not take Barcelona's club slogan "More than a club to heart" by engaging in further tax fraud, child labour, <laughs> and doping like his teammate Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Allegedly. Uh,
1: allegedly, allegedly. But allegedly. So what do you think, uh, Neymar? Guilty, tax fraud.
0: Yeah, I guess the law is the law, eh? mm. and um, I mean, great footballer, great player. We can't yeah. take that away from him. Mm. Terrible right. accountant. I think Terrible accountant. Be, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> a terrible dad. Yeah, I think he would have been better advised. You know, whoever handles his financial side of things, I think they they let the man down. I don't think he even understands what happened. Yeah,
2: like yeah. I, like if if you had to ask you, like if you had to give him a balance sheet you think Neymar would know, like, what's going on there? Nah. I think Neymar's dad is behind all of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. His dad is... Let's blame it on the dad. Yeah, blame it on the dad. And then speaking
1: of Lionel Messi, he showed just how much of a despicable human being he is (laughs) by whacking a ball into the stands and hitting a very beautiful lady in the face. Her only crime was being a Villarreal fan. (laughs) That's what happened. She was unconscious or something, like a concussion. He hit a ball 25 yards into the stands, man. Maybe she said... She's 25 yards out Like up into the stands
2: Have you seen How quick Messi is Maybe he's got Amazing hearing Oh whatever could have heard
1: Messi is just a (laughs) Doping Tax evading Child labour Five time Ballon d'Or winner And then Karim Benzema Has been implicated In some more Money laundering scandals In France On top of his Matthew Valbuena six tape extortion scandal Karim is just a Prince of Leon's Underworld isn't he
2: He's Michael Corleone This is why you can't Trust a man with a beard But you've got a beard. (laughs) No, this is barely. Like, he's got a full beard. He's got the Drake beard. Yeah. Ever since Drake got the beard, he became untrustworthy. Oh, wow. Like, he took a right turn. He took a right turn? After the beard. Yeah, yeah. Now he's not sad anymore. He's calling Ubers for girls. (laughs) Like, kicking them out.
1: Oh, man. And then, um, sporting Lisbon players wore deliberately misspelled tops to highlight the dangers and perils of buying fake and bootlegged merchandise. It did not, however, stop me from getting this fake Mont Blanc watch that I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they were, like, really, like, wearing, yeah. like, uh, misspelled names or whatever. Whatever. <coughs> I think it's a good message, but I I don't know what that is going to help. It's not going
2: Dude, if you want the, the lifestyle... If
1: I want the fake stuff, I'll get yeah. the fake stuff. If I want to get uh, a replica watch, I'll get a replica yeah, watch. Yeah,
2: until you have the money, you know?
1: Until I'm financial <laughs> shape! I'm in financial <laughs> shape. Um... Oh, I don't know how to even start with this. Um, our Wolf of the Week, obviously, is Marcus Rashford, mm-hmm. who has made a habit of ending title dreams of real teams before going home to study for his chemistry exams <laughs> and tests. Uh, so shout out to Marcus Rashford. It is Marcus, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then finally, this is like so weird. Cat Williams.
2: Man, I'm so sad.
1: Uh, he he tortured and burnt a woman in his bathroom. I'm, I'm sad, man. And accused her of being a Michael Jackson fan. Do Are it. you a Michael Jackson fan? Are you a Michael Jackson fan? <laughs> like... What happened to Cat as a, as a Cocaine's com- a hell of a drug.
2: As a comedy fan, man. As a like, comedy fan. Still still one of the greatest performers on the planet. Yeah. Like, just as a performer, he's untouchable. But, yo, man, leave that crack pipe alone.
1: Man, it, it's, it's so like, sad that, you know, this is where he is now because... I don't know. Is he on crack? Hasn't he always been on crack?
2: I don't know, man. But have you seen the, the, the pictures?
1: Of the lady? Yeah. yeah, yeah no, she's, no she's, of him now. Yeah, but he's washed. That he perm is washed.
2: He looks like Al Sharpton, bro Yeah, no, he does
1: Well, that uh, concludes our show for the week uh, This has been a football show Remember, actually, let us just thank our guest yes. blogger Basrashi Chikosi Thank you, you very much You can catch Bash's blog on uh, C. vix. That's dot com, And uh, you can read a lot of stuff about Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City and Kaiser Chiefs And uh, Dynamo, Zimbabwe. Because Moses Chunga is the most fire player of all time. Basta, can you tell them about Moses Chunga? Can we
2: please? Can we please end it here?
0: Can we we stop. Whoever doesn't know Moses Chunga has a lot of football research to do.
1: (laughs) Moses Chunga is the best player of all time. Anyway, this has been the football show. Remember, be kind to strippers. Oh, boobs matter, and may the swag be with with you.
0: you. This is Cliffcentral.com.